0: We will stand on principle, or we will not stand at all. Hi, everyone. This is Thierry Ariswiz wiz here uh, for another episode of Principle Discord. This time we are with Anton, CEO and founder of Flowtech. Anton, thanks for being here
1: thanks very much for inviting me and I very much look forward to a great discussion
0: so it's a pleasure uh, to be here in zürich where your offices are yeah. uh, and uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about flowtech uh, in in a nutshell
1: okay so In a nutshell, what FlovTech is trying to do is actually bring the missing piece to the digital asset ecosystem Mm -hmm. because we all have a big vision of tokenization of assets. We want to tokenize both real world assets like gold, for instance, Mm -hmm. put them on the blockchain and make them accessible to everyone. But what you kind of learn firsthand very fast if there is no liquidity for those assets that you want to tokenize, we kind of run into problems. And that's what Flowtech is trying to address. So we are actually a technology company that provides market making solutions to digital asset exchanges and to token issuers such as you are to create a liquid and efficient market for those tokens.
0: So the missing piece is Flowtech is bringing the flow, meaning the liquidity to a market so that it can really become efficient. So we're going to talk about a a lot about liquidity, (laughs) uh, one of the major problems. So let's start right into it. Uh, Here we're talking about principles most of the time. And one of the principles of an efficient market is to have liquidity. You can quickly get in, you can quickly get out and you have a price discovery. So when it comes to liquidity building, okay, okay. Let, let's jump into it. Yeah. The whole market is fake in crypto, right? Yes. That's one position. You have no um, bid and ask uh, spread that is uh, even for Bitcoin the same everywhere else. Yes. Um, you have arbitrage opportunities uh, or a big disparity between one exchange and the other. Uh, you have pump and dump schemes, uh, the order book. I don't know if there's a level one. I don't know if there's a level two. Um, you have spoofing, uh, all sorts of malpractices. How do you solve that? Where are we in the maturity of the
1: liquidity today? Yeah. So you actually correctly identified that we are with the very early stage of the digital asset ecosystem. And really a lot of the things that you mentioned now are kind of the artifacts of the fact that we're so young. So it's a very common feature or a common problem in the digital asset world that you have this malpractices, as mm. you mentioned, that are not healthy for your development of the digital asset ecosystem, but they are present just because it's so immature. And it's, the, these malpractices op- occurred in the digital ac- asset ecosystem because the players who operate in this space are not well-intentioned or they're not really operating in a regulated compliant environment. Hence, that's a big problem, but that's also a big opportunity because if you're a player then who operates in a regulated compliant way, who takes out these arbitrage opportunities that you mentioned, who quotes a tight spread, Mm. who provides a deep order book across several layers, that's actually a value added to the digital asset ecosystem. And this is what Floftech provides to the digital asset exchanges and token issues to be the trusted player that they can rely on that actually provides a market making solution such that the end uh, users benefit from all of these digital assets. So, Typically, the, the, the customer right
0: wants to see uh, depth of liquidity so that they can get in, they can get out. A lot of tokens are not. Bitcoin is the major one, yes. um, but that I'm an institutional. And let's imagine I'm an institutional. How can I trust the price of Bitcoin? It's uh, heavily concentrated on the top uh, wallets. Uh, If you have one of the top wallets that were to dump it, it would create uh, huge market fluctuations. And then uh, a lot of people don't even trust the exchanges because of uh, maybe there's front running. Uh, Maybe there's there's a reading on where the stops are. I mean, uh, that's the concern for an institutional is where is the price discovery today?
1: So in the context of what you mentioned, actually, this is our experience as well, that institutional investors are very educated and they ask the tough questions that right. you just asked. And it very much the solution that we put in place is actually to have a trusted ecosystem that composed of a custody solution that we can trust, mm-hmm. of a banking partner that we can trust as well, mm-hmm. are regulated in the compliant exchange. And mm-hmm. likewise, then at the last piece is then to have a market maker that is also regulated compliant and can deliver the, the, that added value to the institutional client. I want to say that this kind of ecosystem is already in place. And we, you have, I have actually, I'm sure you have read it, but for the viewers mm. who have not read it, actually, that there is a big trend now of allocating small part of a treasury in Bitcoin. Actually, That's right. for instance, Square, this is a famous Silicon Valley tech startup mm-hmm. that actually allocated not a huge part of the treasury, but actually a small part of the treasury into Bitcoin. And they explained in a white paper, a very short white paper, but a one pager yeah. They explain how they did it. And, and there was a key player Then they, they mentioned there. What was the liquidity providers? They yeah. said we actually gave the execution orders yeah. to a liquidity provider who had a trusted ecosystem around them such that they got those Bitcoins in a very safe, compliant and secure way. And it was yeah. very interesting. They said it was all done within one day. It was all done fully automated and computerized that they got their Bitcoins through a trusted ecosystem.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned treasury because, uh, you know, I'm talking to a lot of corporate players yeah. and uh, the first thing I tell them is to put an allocation of the yes. treasury in gold. Yes. Uh, why gold? Because, we, I mean, l- let's take gold. It's, it's, it's also a more efficient market. There's a price yes. discovery in the secondary market. It's a more mature market if you compare the two. Uh, it's very clear to see the, the, the differences in pricing, if any, uh, and so on. But it is true that It is a perfect timing right now when it comes to digital assets, Bitcoin or else, uh, to be diversified. But then when you look for a store of value, uh, you don't know what's going to happen to the dollar to the euro. But most likely, given the money printing, if inflation kicks in, well, you pretty much know what's going to happen, right? It's going to go down and Bitcoin shortage of supply. I'm not a big believer in Bitcoin because of pr- precisely the liquidity issue, the market infrastructure issue. And, uh, and I think it's just outdated, but I'm a big believer in gold. All in all, for a portfolio, it makes sense to have uh, a little bit of everything yeah. uh, so that you can, you, you can hedge. Uh, now, going back to the principles of a market. Uh, so you said correctly any distortion of the market can also be an opportunity. And that's why I'm very interested in what Flowtech does, because not only you are taking advantage of that opportunity, but by doing so, you're basically solving the problem of the liquidity. So I understand you you got it pretty much put together in terms of regulations. We're in Switzerland here, so uh, it's a pretty trusted environment as well. What is the main question your clients ask you?
1: So it turns out our clients are actually very well educated about the markets. Right. So they actually go, it was, I'm actually very much surprised many times, how much our clients go into the depth of the algorithms. Right. They're really curious how the algorithms work because they actually pose the same questions like you are, how are you going, how is the price stability, right. liquidity and the low volatility is going to be insured actually, if you deploy your solution. And they also ask the question around B if they're quoted, on several uh, exchanges, how the arbitrage opportunities are going to be taken out, how fast that takes, how do they benefit from being, uh, when those uh, arbitrage opportunities are be, being taken out. And there's a greater greater awareness at the moment is that they want to work with the trusted players. And how do you ensure best execution? So this is actually, I mean, this is the experience that Floftek has. When you take a look at our team, we have more than really decades and decades of experience working in the market making industry, both in the traditional finance, meaning the market making firms and the banks. So you were already a market maker before. Exactly. uh, So we really have uh, a lot and excess experience at Floftek of building what's called a market making infrastructure, which composes the following. It's something called a low latency trading system algorithms. So the loyalty trading system, it's on the core that runs everything. Mm-hmm. Then you have the algorithms that quote, you have integrated portfolio and risk management system, because this is make sure that Very everything is in yeah. check. You have the connectivity to the exchange. And the last, pi- the last two pieces are secure uh, data storage because mm-hmm. everything that happens, you need to store it in a secure way. Right. And finally reporting to the client, right. because the client says, Show me that you delivered the goals. So one of read. the
0: big problems I'm a client is that how do you how do you manage the risk? I mean, the clients want to have uh, the reporting, right? Yeah. So they want to have the custody of the assets. Yeah. Uh, do they also want to see the risk, the expected shortfall, the the, the value <laughs> at
1: risk? Something? So uh, our clients are quite educated, but not as educated as you are, definitely. You know? uh-huh. So they are not aware of a lot of these risk measures, and they actually, when we propose to report it to them, they didn't see a lot of added value. So they're very much concerned about what's happening uh, with the assets. How are we- I mean, we you do it internally, right? Internally, we, of course, for <laughs> our, but we, because we have to, even though if the client doesn't ask it, we still have to make, right. put checks yeah. and balances in place. And we also monitor it on a continuous 24 seven basis. Yeah. But the clients, when we try to actually propose it to them that we educate them what is you know value at risk, how does it impact actually them, there, there was not enough appetite at the moment, so we're yeah. going to try to educate them more. But when the time comes, we'll report it.
0: Okay. So with, with the
1: 24-7 nonstop, nonstop, that's a big burden. How do you manage that? So that burden can only be revealed, actually, if you have stable, robust and se- secure infrastructure. Right. That's also uh, actually backed up by a second infrastructure that's running all the time that can actually take over if something goes down. Okay. So we actually what the way that Floftech's market making solution works is that two run at the same time. One is actually quoting, pro, uh, deploying liquidity, but the other one is always on a standby in a different data center somewhere on the globe. So if this one goes down, the second infrastructure picks up everything immediately. Okay. And we also have continuous real time reporting where sometimes if something happens, you actually get notified. Even that means on my phone, you know, mm-hmm. I would get a notification where it says, Cer- screaming. A, it screaming. <laughs> it says certain things are out of the expected range. Right. Can you please then a human there's a, then there's a human intervention. Right. So we have very robust, secure and strict uh, checks on a on a software level. But then there is always a level of risk management where certain things go up. The peri- parameters of certain risk measure, measurements go outside of the certain range. Then a person is notified and a person yeah. then picks up. And that means actually the, something called the risk. How do you committing. sleep at night? Very tough, actually. (laughs) So that literally means that, you know, we could be the risk committee, sorry, the people in charge of the risk could then be woken up and then they would have to wake up the risk committee and the risk committee then makes decisions that actually have to resolve this problem.
0: Right. So let's let's step back a little bit for the people who are not like that into uh, the the geeky part of it. But let's let's speak about principles already. Okay, I'm going to do the devil's advocate. Bitcoin is not backed by anything. It's so fairy dust. Yeah. Uh, I can't put my finger on it. Um, and it's extremely concentrated. Tomorrow, this Satoshi Nakamoto, who, who, whoever he is, wakes up and exits scams.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. What, what happens? I mean, how, how can you deal with that
1: intervention? Yeah, So, I mean, these are really, you know, the tough questions around cryptocurrencies, digital assets, because they are to be to be transparent. There are still it's a, still an unproven and young industry, meaning it doesn't have the track record like gold has. So gold, he really has um, thousands of years of track record. And that's why people trust it. Right. And that's one, that's why they allocate maybe more than a smar, small part of their treasury towards gold. Well, they should. And they or they should, you know, <laughs> but so now Bitcoin is emerging kind of as an alternative, but it's very unproven, right? And it has the challenges that you mentioned, and these challenges are trying to be addressed. But it's to it's a matter of fact, you know, the digital asset world is barely 10 years old, unlike the gold industry, which is thousands of years old. So
0: do you see Bitcoin as money or do you see Bitcoin as an alternative
1: investment for speculation purposes? I see it more on the second part that it's actually uh, at the moment still a very much speculative investment, right? There it has certain characteristics of a store of value, but it has also the Challenges that you mentioned. So I think at the moment some people see it as a store of value, but not much This is my discussions a lot of people speak as uh, see it as a means of speculation And that's the majority of the digital asset world. So if you ask, you know your friends why did they buy you Bitcoin? They will not give you a strict it's argument. It's because I want to yeah.
0: get rich quick. Yeah, quick um, yeah. I was speaking to an art dealer uh, and I, I told him, look, I think Bitcoin is pretty much uh, a collectible because it pricing is almost the same as OTC for big, for big players. Uh, it's, it's, it's limited right in, yeah. in, in quantity. Uh, but it's very volatile, so you can you can change prices. And I think you know I'm, I'm looking ten years from now, you know, and I say like in the words of Peter Schiff, right? Uh, it's never the first car, the best car. It's never the first computer, the best computer. It might not be the first cryptocurrency, the best yes. cryptocurrency. And then uh, you know it doesn't mean that it, it, that cars are bad or that computers are bad or cryptocurrencies are bad, but you know, what are the chances that the Bitcoin is going to stay? So a lot of people talk about layer two. But what, what is your
1: uh, what comes to your mind when you hear this? So I think that the reason why Bitcoin has sat, had such success so far in the digital asset world is yeah. because it didn't have real competition. Competition okay. of Bitcoin is maybe Ethereum and so on. If you mm. kind of think about it like mm. as a digital asset. But what happens when you have all the gold on the blockchain? What happens when you have all the gold? Well, that's my goal. Yeah, but (laughs) but if you think about it, if all the gold is digitized and on the blockchain, then Bitcoin is competing against gold, and that's a lot tougher competition than when you're competing against cryptocurrency like a Litecoin. Right, right. So I think that the Bitcoin's success is very impressive, and I will be even more impressed once the real competition comes in and then try to compete against gold, against shares of Amazon, against shares I, of Google. I,
0: it's already kind of doing it with uh, Tether exactly. and uh, and you see the US dollar is taking a lot of uh, size yeah, the, in yeah, the market. The so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great timing for me then. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge in the five years to come as the market matures when it comes to market infrastructure? Because today, I don't like regulation, but I think the market needs to be regulated yeah. in a voluntarist way, meaning for the, for the purpose of a better world for everybody, yeah. right? We might not have a self-regulated kind of organism where yeah. you see, you know, we need to establish some rules where you see what the, the key word here is price discovery. What does that mean? Well, we need to be able to discover the price of the asset in a fair way, for everybody at the same time. Does that happen today?
1: So if I have to say, you know, in terms of uh, long term challenges, and I think you really touched upon something very important, which is regulation. And I think the biggest challenge will actually be when once you understand that digital assets are accessible to everyone globally, Mm. how does the regulation in Switzerland align with the regulation in Singapore Align with the regulation in China? And that will be actually a big problem because there's not a lot of understanding around that. You know, if you want to make it succeed, right? We want to make this big, right? Mm. It has to be regulated. But what happens if you have 100 different regulations? Then it will never. It's too fragmented. Well, then then that's
0: one. But I'm speaking to crypto punks and they all say uh, uh, we're we're anarchists. Okay. And then they don't want any of that, right? BitMEX or the rest of it. Uh, I'm, I'm still telling them, look, anarchy. First of all, anarchy doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers. But for the for the for the for, for the sake of a better world, you need uh, to have uh, the rules of the game, yes. right? The problem today, even in the in the real financial markets, is is that the rules change. Uh, the Federal Reserve has some rules, then they change. Now they're buying assets, so a lot of the, the the rhetoric is, hold on a minute. Well, ask the same question about Bitcoin in the in the secondary market in the in the traditional market. Is there real price discovery on bonds? No, there's none because the Fed is intervening. Uh, Is there a price discovery now in the S&P? Well, maybe not because the the, the Japanese central bank, the Swiss national bank is is buying them. So uh, don't you think the problem also comes from the secondary market that we're basically shattering those principles as well?
1: I I agree with you, and I think we're shattering the fundamental values, fundamental value of these assets because they're not reflected. You know, right. because if you have a situation where more money is printed in March and April, in May than in the whole history, I'm referring to particular yeah, central exactly. banks. Yeah. You know, then you also you have to wonder how does this reflect in the pricing? It reflects very poorly, and you know, it's very funny that we are very close to our kind uh, national bank here, yeah, yeah. but they're the uh, uh, according to my uh, uh, knowledge, they're the largest shareholder of some of the biggest that's right. social network startups globally. And you also then have to wonder where is that really the role of a monetary institution? I think it's not. And I think you agree that it's not. Yeah. And then distortions happen.
0: Well, they're basically acting like hedge funds, exactly. right? So uh, I don't think that's within the mandate. I mean, it would be funny wow. to, to try to pinpoint where, where, where in the book it says that. Anton, tell us a little bit,
1: what's your message for the public? Yeah. So my message and also to our viewers is I think that we are in front of an amazing opportunity. Blockchain will really completely reshape the financial world as we know it. There's going to be a lot of winners there and there's going to be winners both for real-world assets like gold. There's going to be, uh, you know, winners among the virtual or digital assets, you know. And I overall I'm extremely positive and extremely optimistic and all the ups and downs that we go through in the real world is just, you know, part of the journey and I'm very excited for everything that's coming.
0: What are the principles that Flowtech has as a culture value in the company?
1: The principle is always transparency. We're a trusted partner. You can rely on us and we do things by the book.
0: Great. Well, thanks for being here and uh, thanks for having me as well. Uh, I hope we're going to discuss another time, probably. This was a great discussion, and I hope that our viewers uh, also appreciated this talk. If you like what you saw, then just subscribe, hit the bell button, and follow us, uh, and follow Flowtech as well uh, on social media, and I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.
1: We will stand on principle, or we will not stand at all.